Hey, I'm John, your host, and welcome to Taste and See Podcast, where we are not just a regular podcast, but a podcast where we want you to tangibly taste and see God's goodness through the scriptures, testimonies, and everyday encounters with the Lord in your life and others. We're here to set captives free from the everyday dialogue of this world and dive deep in the bread given to us. So come and sit at the table to break bread as we come into a place of intimacy with the bread of life on the Taste and See podcast. All right, everyone, welcome to season one, episode three um, of Taste and See podcast. Thanks for joining me. Um, so as we continue on God's goodness, uh, we continue on seeing and allowing God to unfold revelation of his goodness to us. We're going to find ourselves today allowing ourselves to see the way God sees us and see the way God sees others. Through the price that was paid for us to live new life in communion with him. So when we look at the Bible, look at the word. Uh, we have to look at who it was written to and about. Um, that's really important in when and how we read it and what we're reading it about. But even in this reading the word, we can't just read it with head knowledge. We must make room to receive by the Spirit, allowing the Spirit to help us understand what was going on, um, help us receive revelation walking with the spirit to open our eyes and reveal to our hearts those things that was, that is, and that is to come. So just getting into a couple things. So Jesus tells the religious leaders that on that day, they would recognize who Jesus was but they would solely try to find life in the letter which kills, which was the Mosaic law. So 2 Corinthians 3, 6, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So we're not talking about like the Bible is wrong. We're just talking about the law that was given, which is a, which, with it, which is great. But we're also saying like we as people, as humanity, we couldn't. The law wasn't sufficient enough for us because we rebelled against the law. And by Jesus coming to pay the price, now we live by the spirit. And we have the spirit. To lead and guide us in all that God gives and, and we receive from him. So he was saying instead they were receiving from the letter, the law, instead of the one who stands in front of them. That is life. That's Jesus. That he is born of the flesh. So he said that what is born of flesh is flesh. But what is born of the spirit is spirit. But the spirit gives life. And the flesh counts for nothing. John 3, 6. And with this, 
I believe that's why it's so important to have a relationship with and in and in God, because um, He's the one that puts the Spirit in us. He's the one who came down and gave us His Spirit that we may walk in an everyday life with Him, in communion with Him, that we know that we are children of God. And recognize in revealing the revelation and the mystery of his word, we need his spirit in us and with us at all times. All right, so I know that was a lot in the beginning. So we're just going to pray and just ask the Holy Spirit just to open open us up, open our hearts and our minds, and to give us a revelation of what he wants to reveal to us through um, just what we're just listening to right now. Um, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the ones who's listening right now. We just give you honor and glory, Father, for your word, for the bread of life that you are, that we get to feast and eat and break bread and sit and have communion with you. Lord, give us your word. Allow your word to become real bread for us to eat. Give us revelation of what you want to show us, Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us in the way that you want to lead us. We trust your leadership. Let us walk on a right path. Let us walk in righteousness and freedom that you have given us. Amen. All right, so let's go and get into it. So whew, we're going to start out in Genesis. And we're, that's, I mean, that's the. The beginning. I mean, that's where it's all started, right? So even in the beginning is a prophetic revelation of who God is, his characteristics. Um, and, yeah, characteristics, his character of who he is and his intent. He gives it. He gives it to us from the beginning. So, just going to John. So John spoke in his gospel. So. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thank you. Amen on that. So we see even when John starts his gospel, he went, he recalls back of who God is from the beginning. In the beginning, um, in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless. And empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, 
as like there was no light um, to see as sunlight and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters so the spirit of God was hovering over the waters waiting on the command of the word of God waiting on the command of Jesus because he was the spoken word of God so they did then they did things within communion they did things together the whole it's like how the Holy Spirit was the power Jesus was the word um, the father was um, I guess you can say the architect of things and they commune together in a team um, and you can also say in a marriage really of this triune unity and union to give to us what what we have today or what was purpose for us to live in in the right manner in the, in the right way so we see the character nature of God with the words he spoke through creation the love the light which he literally is yet we get a picture of this daily aspect called sin after this after the creation a slow death killer and the picture as I just said is sin and God warns us about this throughout the scriptures all throughout the scriptures in the Old Testament, he spoke through the prophets. He spoke through his people. Um, he spoke himself to them as well. Um, these days, he still speaks. He speaks through prophets, evangelists. He speaks through um, apostles. He speaks through anyone that even ha who has his spirit. He can even speak through it through to sinners. And some people may disagree with me, but. He can speak through anything he needs to speak through to warn us, to to give mercy unto us that we may turn from our ways of this thing called sin. So there's things that may look appealing to the eye and the flesh, but in turn, it hardens our hearts and produces separation for from the creator. So that's what basically what sin does. It produces a blockage, a wall, a barrier from the relationship to the Father. It's a separation because God is perfect. God is, I mean, there's no other word. Perfect isn't even a word to describe him, but there's no flaw in him. And he cannot be I'm going to use the word involved. I can't really find the word I'm looking for, but involve himself within sin. He can't entangle himself in sin. And that's where the picture came with Jesus had to be that sacrifice that ripped the veil that we may enter into the Holy of Holies to, um, to have unity, to commune with him. And it breaks down the hardening of our hearts when we 
can come to him and repent of our ways and turn to Jesus, his son. So in the beginning, like we see an angel that's very much respected, that's given much authority. That's one of the beautiful angels. Um, he has he had a lot of authority and and built a lot of things in heaven. Um, you find throughout scripture, and he was the minister of music, like all these things. But because of his choice to rebel, the vanity and pride that consumed him to not to be like God, but to be God, for to have others worship him other than God, it consumed him and he was removed and cast down out of heaven. And I'm going to say this, and a lot of times in this culture, we can look at someone and we can say they have this, they have that, they have this, and we can be so consumed of looking at that person that we take our eyes off of Jesus or we receive the praise from other people <clears throat> where really it doesn't belong to us and we have to be careful about that with pride and vanity because we're either idolizing that person or idolizing ourselves, and that becomes sin as well so as we all know, Adam and Eve, who had everything great, like they had this great Eden, this great place called Eden, where they um, tabernacle with God, they walked with God, they communed with God. It was beautiful. And they tasted the goodness of God every day. Like imagine just tasting the goodness. And you, we have the privilege as believers now to taste the goodness of God because we have the spirit in us. We don't have to be conformed or bound by the things of this world. We have the righteousness of Jesus. We have the spirit of God that lives in us. And we can taste of the goodness. We can walk with God. He's tabernacled upon us and in us. And that's the beautiful thing about that as well. So even in walking with him, and communing with him, there was a deception that came upon them. There was a temptation that even as humans now in the human race, we fall into. So Satan came as a, a scepter, uh, giving temptation, twisting up the word. And that's why, again, it's so important to know the word. Because when we take content out of context, context out of content, then that's a very, that's very dangerous, very dangerous road to go down. And it brings confusion upon people. And that's what happened here. So as Adam and Eve was tempted and fell into temptation, fell into sin, because God told them what they were not to do so as humans they fell into sin because of that one choice so we're going to stop right here and just look at this <clears throat> even in this tragedy 
we see something else. And what we see is God's goodness. Why do we see God's goodness? Because the gracious God gives us free will to make choices. He gives us free will to make choices. <clears throat> so, you have, God is not a dictator. God is not this person that comes in, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. No. God says, this is a better way. This is what I have for you. This is what I plan for your life. I know what's good for you. I'm a good father. I'm not like your father who used to do X, Y, Z. I'm not like your mother who used to do X, Y, Z. I'm not like your best friend. I'm not like so, such and such. I'm not like people. I'm, I'm a great, good, righteous father, and I know what's best for you. So that's why when we taste and see if it's goodness, we taste grace, we taste mercy, we get the opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to allow us to see Jesus rightly. We get to see him rightly, not in a in a place of what we have sometimes placed him as of. Oh, he's angry. He just he just out to to he's just out to get us or whatnot. No, he's a great father. He he a father disciplines his children because he loves them. What father would not discipline their children if they didn't he didn't love them? And that's the beautiful thing about it as well. Like he cares that much about us that he wouldn't want us to go on the wrong path. But even so, he still has a plan of redemption for our lives. And he had a plan of redemption in this. Well, we'll get into a little bit um, further. So even when Adam and Eve rebelled against God, God still had a redemptive plan that was set before the foundation of time. Like he already knew what he was going to do. He had this all set up. See, God isn't surprised or thrown off by the aspects that happen in our lives or in the world because he's perfect. There's no flaw in him. He's all that is all. All things work in order that he set it in place. Like he set things in place. We just read in Genesis. He set everything in place. That's so great because we can trust in his leadership. There's no faulty leadership in him. We can step out in faith. And when God says go, we go. And through this obedience, we receive and get to participate in the goodness of his plan. It's not something that we just overlook it's a grace he gives us to embark on what he has for us see going so jesus had a mission so we all know jesus had a mission and he knew what he had to do in order to fulfill it 
he had his he had his assignment. He's like, all right, this is my assignment. My father has given me this. Most importantly, in his assignment, he always went back to the father and had to receive from him. He had to be filled up from him. And this is so remarkable because I believe this is what marks our lives. Is coming to the Father, being filled up, staying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit to receive what He has in heaven to bring on earth. What is on His heart? What burdens Him? Lord, what do you want me to do? He's, I think, I believe Jesus said, I only say and do what my Father tells me and I'm paraphrasing that but what if we were a body of uh, believers that only said and did what the father told us to like just imagine that but that's the obedience unto the father that Jesus had in his life And this is what what marks our lives, even when we may not see the promise manifested. It's in the waiting. Like there were things that were prophesied about Jesus in the Old Testament that people died and did not get to see. But it was still fulfilled years and years later. And it's the waiting or the process that God shows us himself in the embarking of an intimate intimacy that longs and trusts. In this waiting, more of us are removed, more of us as people of our, of our own lives, of our, like, of our, our self-righteousness, our, our, our selfishness, our the self is removed. And more of God is placed in us. Things about ourselves can, will, are becoming removed of the flesh. And more of the spirit is being filled in us. That's the beauty of when, when they say beauty, ashes to beauty. Who replace your ashes with beauty. And that's what it's about. Like today, like turn your life to Jesus. It's better in the potter's hand. You're we're the clay. Like our lives are nothing. It's just it's a vapor. It's for his purpose. The control that we think we have, we need to relinquish that to the Father. And taste and see of God that He has a greater plan for you. I always say this, like, we have to repent. We have to turn from our ways. Be baptized and filled in the Spirit. Let Him baptize you in the Spirit. Be baptized in water and, and leave your old life and come up in resurrection power. That your old life is gone and you live a new life in the Spirit. And we're going to go back, like, only the Spirit 
can be birthed out of spirit and the flesh is birthed out of flesh so I love you guys I love you guys and ladies and gentlemen um, for just listening and thank you for allowing me to just share my heart and what the Lord is speaking um, through me um, I hope this really um, takes hold of you and you will just receive what the Lord has for you in your life. to the taste and see podcast it's my hope that you the listeners encounter jesus as we receive and eat from the bread of life if the taste and see podcast has helped or encouraged you in any way we would love to hear it if you made the decision to begin a relationship or go deeper in intimacy with christ we would love to hear about this as well you can contact us at jna 529 at gmail.com so we can rejoice in your decision to choose life. Share and help us bring the light of hope to others that many shall be set free. And we all say, come Lord Jesus, make your bride ready.